Welcome to Unlocking the Truth, a podcast where we discover God's truth for ourselves by studying His Word. Welcome to Unlocking the Truth podcast, week four of our topic called Build. Derek, good to be with you again. Nice to be back. It's been a, a challenging conversation that we've been having over the last few weeks on uh, building the kingdom of God as uh, in the midst of really persecution mm-hmm. and struggle. And I think this week, as we get into um, the chapter of Nehemiah that we're going to study, it's going to be an even more uh, fruitful conversation for you as the listener, because this week is all about opposition. And so what do we do when we're building, when we're working for the kingdom and we begin to face barriers uh, in the task that we've been called to do. Let's pray together. Father, we come before you, thankful again for another opportunity to uh, have a discussion from your word about how to build your kingdom, Lord. And Father, you've called us to build, and so therefore, we must be at work fulfilling the Great Commission. And today, Lord, as we study and as we look at God's word, your word, Uh, Would you guide us through the text? Would you uh, give us a greater understanding of the scriptures and how we can apply them to ourselves? In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, Derek, we both have uh, experience with being pastors in churches called to build. We also have wonderful experience with volunteers Mm -hmm. and getting our uh, volunteers to work and I wanted to start with a story, and uh, a story from a precept upon precept leader who was is living on the island in British Columbia. All right. And uh, this uh, wonderful woman, I went to visit her house and uh, do a workshop. This is a many years ago with Jane Hart, and we went to visit her. And um, first and foremost, she had me stay in one of the rooms and I think her husband was a hunter Hmm. and so I was staying in the room and this is what makes it fun is these animal heads were all on the walls like deer and all All right so I felt like they were staring at me the entire time when I was trying to go to sleep so everybody somebody was watching over me at all times anyway this woman had a, a farm and she had some hobby animals she had a cow and some chickens and one morning I woke up and I saw a flashlight out in the yard and, and she was gathering the eggs for breakfast that morning. But she went and got trained for precept upon precept and uh, we left um, Nanaimo and uh, we came back to, uh, to our office. And what happened was I got an email from her about a, a couple weeks later and she said, why is it? that every time I go and start to teach with precept, I start to face opposition. Hmm. And and what had happened was, I don't know whether it was a wolf or a coyote or some animal went through and basically ate all of her chickens oh, over, wow. overnight. And they, I mean, carcasses everywhere. Yeah. But opposition comes. And that is what we want to talk about is every time we begin our building project, our work project, we're up against opposition. Mm -hmm. And so uh, what do you think, Derek? What are some of the reasons that we face opposition? 
Well, I mean, if if you were joined us in our podcast in James, um, we talked about the um, the trials that come as as believers as we live lives of of disciples. That trials come uh, to test us and to to strengthen our faith. So sometimes those things come uh, come from God. Um, there are times when it certainly doesn't feel like. Uh, those things are coming from God. As we are discipling and as we are uh, living the life of, uh, of Christ followers, doing what we've been called to do, when we come up against opposition, it's usually someone or something that gets in the way of us doing what it is that we have been called to do. One of the interesting parts about is definitely within the world right now, we're noticing things, and I mean, if you follow mm. media, if you follow news, what we might, I don't know, what we might call news, the one thing we see is one individual begins to try to put their agenda forward, mm -hmm. whatever that agenda may be. And the moment that agenda goes forward, the opposite uh party or team or individuals that disagree with that agenda, they rise up mm -hmm. and they make a large amount of noise. Yeah. And in this uh, kind of stage of our lives that we're living in right now, the way we see this opposition that arises within the world is by protest. Mm -hmm. It's by rally. It's yeah. by gathering the troops together to uh, be a louder voice against uh, the agenda that's being pushed forward. And in the book of Nehemiah, there's not protests. There's not protesting signs. There's not people chanting. There's not people trying to rip open doors. There's not people uh, at Queen's Park. You know, I remember seeing this in Toronto when the Ontario government came into place and they were, they were voting on a, a bill that people were laying on their backs and they were kicking their feet against the wall hmm. in protest and, and crying to be let into the building so they could disrupt the discussion and the voting of a bill that was going on. I mean, this is the world that we're living in that as we try to pursue our agenda, that we're going to face opposition and mm -hmm. we better be prepared for yeah. it. And, and Nehemiah, and just as a recap, Nehemiah was had an agenda. He was building the walls around Jerusalem because they were, they were in reproach. And so he wanted to rebuild those walls. And the project that he was doing that we left off at the end of Nehemiah chapter 3 was that they were going to start to get to work. They were doing the inspecting. They were looking around. The plan was in place. And the end of chapter two is they said, let us arise and build. And then we saw in chapter three that they began the work. Mm -hmm. So now the work has begun and that's where we want to pick up in chapter four. So why don't you just read out those first four verses of chapter four so it puts us into the position of what we want to discuss. Yeah, so the walls are being rebuilt and uh, we sort of uh, leave Nehemiah and his builders, and we join those who are opposed to the building of the walls of Jerusalem. It says in verse 1, Now it came about uh, that when Sanballat heard 
that we were rebuilding the wall, he became furious and very angry and mocked the Jews. He spoke in the presence of his brothers and the wealthy men of Samaria and said, What are these feeble Jews doing? Are they going to restore it for themselves? Can they offer sacrifices? Can they finish in a day? Can they revive the stones from the dusty rubble, even the burned ones? Now, Tobiah the Ammonite was near him, and he said, Even what they are building, if a fox would jump on it, he would break it and their stone and would break their stone wall down. It's very interesting, isn't it, that put this into today's perspective, what they're doing here. These people are working. They're Mm -hmm. behind Nehemiah's vision of getting this wall built up. And they've they've been told, God is with us in Mm -hmm. this project. We're going to get it done. But you've got these naysayers and these naysayers who are like, you know, it ain't going to happen. It's the damage is too much. Mm -hmm. Are you ever going to be restored to what you were before? Now put that into perspective of today. The, the, the country is too far gone, Mm, right? The country is too immoral. There's absolutely no way that we could make an impact on our country because of how far it has gone from biblical truth. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, in Peter, when he when they mocked at the believers right. and they said where is the coming of your lord mm-hmm. he said he was coming back but he's not coming back and that's when peter responded you know to him a thousand years is like a day mm-hmm. and a day is like a thousand years but this is the reality all through the new testament we are told that as we come closer to the return of christ mockers and scoffers will rise up Mm -hmm. and they will come against us in the project that we're working against. And that's what we have here. But we've got to continue on because look at these fact that these, all these people are mocking and they are making fun of them. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, what an insult for the work that they're doing to say, you know what, an animal would jump on that and it would fall apart. Yeah. And so we, we continue. And uh, again, we see, Um, Nehemiah doing what Nehemiah does. He hears the words of those people who are mocking. And verse 4 says, Hear, O God, how we are despised. The first thing he does is he once again goes to God. He says, Return their reproach on their own heads and give them up for plunder in a land of captivity. Do not forgive their iniquity and let not their sin be blotted out before you. For they have demoralized the builders. And so it's, it was working. The, the builders were, were feeling down. They were listening to what the mockers were saying. And they were like, yeah, they're right. This isn't going as well as we had thought. And maybe th- that's not, the work isn't going as quickly as we wanted it to or, or as quickly as we needed it to. And um, that they are being demoralized. But they continue. Verse 6 says, so we built the wall and the whole wall was joined together to half its height. Uh, for the people had a mind to work. This is the problem that we have in the world today. You know, we do have individuals who will come up against us. Mm -hmm. We also have another individual who does not want us to see uh, through our job Mm -hmm. and see it to the accomplishment. And that's the evil one. Satan doesn't want 
us to further the kingdom of God. His whole hope and desire is for people to fall away from God. And so what happens in our minds? Think about this for a moment. The moment that opposition comes, it starts with doubt. Mm -hmm. It starts with doubt in our own minds. Is God really in this? Are the doors of this project closing? Mm -hmm. Do I have to stop? There's no possible way that I could overcome the situation I'm in. It's too difficult for me to do anything at all. And when those thoughts of doubt start to kick in, you know what? We stop putting the brick and mortar in place. Mm -hmm. We end up going to a place where we shouldn't go at all as believers because we end up fearing man right. and not fearing God. Yeah. But I love what he says there in verse 6 about their mind. Yeah, that they had, they were focused on the task. And this was uh, Nehemiah's uh, gifted leadership, that even though they heard these things, uh, he had them again refocused on what it was that, uh, that they were trying to accomplish. And that was getting these walls done. And he says, even after all of this, they, we still rebuilt the walls all the way around the city of Jerusalem to half its original height. So there's two practicals that we want to leave you with in the time that we have today. The first is this. The first practical is that we have to pray. Mm -hmm. And here's what I firmly believe. I firmly believe that the prayer in verses 4 to 6 is them turning over the opposition for God to deal with. That's right that they would continue to focus on the work that they've been given to do and let God take care of the opposition. Mm -hmm. And that's done by a conversation with God. Yeah. God, you deal with them. Don't forget them. Keep my mind focused on the task at hand. Mm -hmm. So Derek, how vital in the world today is our prayer life. Well, it's, it's, it's where we have to start and it's where we have to continue is we always have to be in that, um, in that constant communication with God that, um, you know, the, the, as we draw near to him, he draws near to us. And in our responsibility as, uh, as disciples who are called to build the kingdom of God in our homes, uh, in our neighborhoods, in our, in our countries, um, that we cannot stop going to prayer because we're always going to need God to help us. Um, because as Mark said, not only are there people who do not want us to succeed, um, but uh, the devil himself does not want us to succeed. He doesn't want to see the kingdom of God being built, just like uh, Sanballat and Tobiah didn't want to see the walls of Jerusalem being rebuilt. It means that they were losing. And so um, we need to constantly be in prayer uh, with our God as we uh, do what we have been called to do. Another section of the text again refers to prayer. Verse 7, it says, When now Sanballat and Tobiah, the Arabs, the Ammonites, and the Ashdodites heard that the repair of the walls of Jerusalem went on, 
and that the breaches began to be closed, uh, the enemy says in the text, they became very angry. Mm-hmm. Wait a second. They're having success. Right. They're focusing on the task at hand and they're getting the job done. It says then in verse eight, all of them conspired together to come and fight against Jerusalem and to cause a disturbance in it. Mm-hmm. But we pray to our God and because of them, we set up a guard against them day and night. What I want you to see here first before the prayer is as they became more and more successful in the job that they were given, the opposition didn't decrease. Correct. It increased. Mm-hmm. And so as we are successful in our work within the kingdom, we can expect that the opposition will increase. Mm-hmm. I heard a pastor once preach and say that if you weren't suffering in your ministry, then you weren't doing it well enough. Mm-hmm. Interesting thought behind that. Well, it's the, the mark of discipleship is, is suffering. If you read uh, when Jesus prays for his disciples, um, he prays that they will be prepared for the, uh, the persecution that's going to come. He didn't, he didn't pray that they would be relieved of it. Uh, he prayed that they would be strengthened in it and because of it. And when we see in the book of Acts, uh, the disciples uh, are arrested and they are beaten. And when they are freed, they are, when they gather together, they are full of rejoicing because they know that the opposition is a sign of successful ministry. Now, I've got a great question here for you, Derek, coming from the text. Mm -hmm. And we know Nehemiah was a planner. Mm -hmm. And we know that he had everything in place. Do you think a part of his plan was preparation for opposition? Well, if you if you remember back what he had asked the king for, one of it was he needed a level of authority because he knew that he was going to be going up against the current governors in place. And so he needed a title in order to have that authority. So he knew that there was going to be pushback. And if you read the rest of this chapter, um, you see that he he already knows exactly what to do. And he sets things up so that as people work, uh, those who are who are carrying uh, materials, they have materials in one hand and swords in the other. And those who are doing the work on the wall um, have their swords on their side. And so there already is a plan to um, to continue the work, even in the face of not just people calling them names and saying that they're dumb for doing it, um, but it's it's been ratcheted up to a level of now we're going, we're going to come and we're going to fight you and we're going to try and kill you in order to stop this. And so Nehemiah already has this plan in place of this is how we're going to um, combat that threat and continue to build. And Peter, he said in the New Testament, do not be surprised by the fiery ordeal. You know, the suffering that you face, don't be surprised by it. Mm -hmm. Don't be in shock by the fact that you're facing opposition. Be ready for it because it's going to come. Suffering for a Christian is like Christmas. Mm -hmm. You can expect that every December 25th, it's going to be Christmas. And therefore, you are going to face suffering when you are being successful for the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. And so we can see here, I want you to look at the plan that Nehemiah had here. And the plan 
that he had. Now listen to the, what the people are saying in verse 10. Thus in Judah it was said, the strength of the burden bearers is failing. Yet there is much rubbish, and we ourselves are unable to rebuild the wall. Do you see it sinking into their minds? That's right. I can't do this. We can't do this. Now look what they say regarding the enemies. Our enemies said they will not know uh, they will not know or see until we come along them, kill them, and put a stop to the work. Now, what's going through the minds of those building the wall? Wait a minute. They just don't want to stop the building of the wall. They'll actually go as far as killing us to make sure it doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Verse 12. When the Jews who lived there, near there, near them came and told us ten times, they will come up against us from every place where you may turn. Wait, how many times? Ten times. So this is a great concern for them in the building project that they have. Yeah. I mean, this is not, hey, guess what? Hey, you know, two guys, uh, they, they might come by and kill us. Mm-hmm. No, no. Ten times they've said, this is an issue. Yeah. They keep bringing this forward. So look what he says in verse 13. He says, then I stationed men in the lowest parts of the space behind the wall, the exposed places. I stationed the people in families with their swords, spears, and bows. When I saw their fear, I rose and spoke to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people and said, do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for you, brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. Mm. This is one thing that I want you to understand, that this is practical number two. Practical number two is that when you are in the midst of opposition and you are praying, that you must remember God. Mm -hmm. Remember His character. And so here is a great example of opposition is coming, I'm going to position you together in families, weapons ready. Mm-hmm. But remember, the fight is not yours. The fight is mm-hmm. God's. And you have another example of that. Yeah. And I was, uh, when I think about uh, God going to battle on our behalf, I think of, uh, of Gideon in Judges. And uh, here's a guy who is told that he is to lead an army against uh, the occupying Midianites. Uh, he, he amasses uh, some 22,000 soldiers and God says, no, uh, we're going we're gonna to dwindle that number down. And through a process, he ends up with 300 men going to fight an entire army. Um, what is incredible in this story, and we're not going to uh, read the whole thing, but uh, what happens is these 300 people surround the, the Midianite camp. And instead of drawing swords, In one hand, they have a trumpet. In the other hand, they have uh, a torch inside of a jar. Um, And when Gideon gives the signal, they all blow their trumpets and they smash their jars. And so the Midianites hear this sound and wake up and they see that they are surrounded uh, by these torches and they are thrown into confusion and chaos and they begin to fight one another. Um, The the 300 men, the army that, uh, that Gideon had, did not draw a sword in the in this battle and was able to defeat the Midianites, not by their strength, but by the strength and the might of God. And this is one of uh, numerous examples of times when God goes to fight on behalf of his people. And when Nehemiah reminds them of who God is, remember who is on our side. 
that it is God who has gone before us, who, who time and time again in our history goes to battle for us. And, and we are victorious because of his, of his strength. Um, let's rely on that once again. We know God is with us in this. We're going to be ready for whatever comes, but ultimately we're going to let God fight this battle for us. I remember when God was speaking to Sarah back with Abraham when Abraham wanted an heir and he wanted a child. And God said to Sarah, is anything impossible Mm -hmm. for God? And so how do we remember the character of God when we're in the midst of opposition? Well, here's something you can do. You can get yourself like a recipe card Mm -hmm. or a cue card and you can write down on that cue card the character of God. And you can write down that God is sovereign mm-hmm. and God is in control. And you can put down the verses that remind you of the sovereignty of God. You can remind yourself that God is Adonai. You can write down the verses that he's Jehovah Jireh and the one that provides. And you can write down the verses on that card. And every time you get into a position where you believe the opposition is rising up, even within your mind, within with the external and individuals, you can hold up that card and look at that card and read that card and be reminded of who God is and what God has done for you. You can write down the stories of Gideon, Mm -hmm. the stories of Jehoshaphat, the stories of Moses and uh, the Israelites in Exodus and be reminded of all of those times that God has pulled you through. Maybe you can remember a time when God has pulled you through opposition already Mm -hmm. and you can write that down those are markers in our lives that we can remember what god has done write them down keep them with you put them in your bible maybe in your wallet i don't know on your cell phone but every time opposition comes you can look back and you can remember who god is let's look at these final verses in chapter 4 verse 15 this is great i love Mm. this part Our enemies heard that it was known to us that God had frustrated their plan. What'd they do? We went back to work. They went back to work. Now listen to this part. From that day on, half the servants carried on the work while half of them held their spears. The shields, the bows, the breastplates, and the captains were behind the whole house of Judah. Those who were rebuilding the wall and those who carried burdens took their load with one hand doing the work and the other holding a weapon. As for the builders, each wore his sword girded at his side, and as he built while the trumpeter stood near me. I said to the nobles, officials, and the rest of the people, the work is great, the extent, uh, extensive, and we are separated on the wall from one another. At whatever place you hear the sound of the trumpet, rally to us there. Our God will fight for us. So they carried on the work with half of them holding spears from dawn until the stars appeared, And at that time, I also said to the people that each man and his servant spend the night within Jerusalem so that they may be on guard for us by night and labor by day. So neither I, my brothers, my servants, nor the men of the guard who followed me, none of us removed our clothes. Each of us took his weapons even to the water. Mm -hmm. You know what this is? This is the last point that we want to cover. This is preparation and being alert. That's right. 
This is not falling asleep in the midst of opposition. Yeah. Not, not giving the opposition an opportunity to stop us in what it is that we are doing, knowing that it's coming, being prepared for it, uh, but also not letting it distract us from doing it, the, the work that we have been called to do. We see that here in Nehemiah, um, that at no point does Nehemiah say, okay, we're done. Uh, until until this, is, this opposition is dealt with, we can't build anymore. Um, the thing that was most important was that the wall was being built. Dealing with opposition uh, was just sort of a, a, an afterthought and a um, just something that they did while they continued to build. Remembering the mission, mm-hmm. not getting pulled off mission, and keeping going. This is such a wonderful picture to imagine that these guys who might have been carrying the heavy stones were carrying them with one hand and mm-hmm. their weapon with the other. But even when they went to get a drink, they were ready. And so that's what we need to be remembering here is that opposition will come. I mean, we're in Canada. Mm-hmm. Right now, we're pretty, we're pretty well off in the fact that we're not facing a great amount of persecution, mm-hmm. but it's coming. Mm-hmm. And so we need to be ready and prepared, but not so ready and prepared that that's the only thing we focus on, right. that we only focus on the opposition, but that we focus on the task that we've been given in making disciples and continuing to build the kingdom of God by presenting the gospel and teaching people how to study God's word. And so that's the challenge that we've got. Are you facing opposition? Are you in the midst of opposition where you are feeling so fearful of that opposition that you want to quit? Remember God. Remember his character. Pray and ask him to take on the battle and continue to work. Let's pray. Gracious God, we are so grateful for your word um, that it meets us exactly where we are. Uh, When we're in our lives right now, as we are doing what we can to build the kingdom of God, as we study your word and as we lead other people in your word, as we share the gospel with people who need to hear uh, the truth. Heavenly Father, as opposition comes from many different places, from our friends and our family, from our coworkers, Uh, maybe even from our government, perhaps even uh, people in our church. I pray that we will not allow ourselves to be discouraged to stop doing the work that you have called us to do. That as we build the kingdom, your kingdom, here in this country, that we will uh, always be praying when opposition comes, that we will be asking you and depending on you to take care of the opposition, that we will be prepared for it, Um, and that we will not allow it to distract us from what it is that we have been called to do, that we will remember who you are, the promises that you have given us, um, your character that we have come to understand as we have studied your word. Heavenly Father, uh, I pray that we will be encouraged by opposition, knowing that when opposition comes, it's because we are uh, we are doing the work of a disciple. And when opposition increases and ratchets up, it's because we are being successful in that work. Almighty God, I ask that you will be with us as we do this work, that you will lead us and guide us in whatever way that you would have us go. We pray this all in your son's holy name. Amen. For more information on Precept Ministries Canada, visit us online at www.preceptministries.ca 
or call us at 877-234-2030.